SDC Hempstead. Well, here we are again. Uh, afternoon, we're halfway through. We we're are halfway through. Halfway through. Halfway yes. through, yeah. We're halfway through the second day at ESBC. Microsoft 365 Distilled Podcast. We've got guests. We've got David back. We've got Kenneth, who's going to join us, talk some security. And we have Moraine. Have you enjoyed yourself so far? I have immensely. Yes. You've just made a great statement about how much you've enjoyed yourself because you've had to start deleting the pictures before you get back. Yes. So, we, you know, all the ones that are not really supposed to be there. Exactly. I've got mine to do yet, I have to say. Yeah. No, but that's cool. But that's always a sign of a good conference when you've got pictures to delete. True. True. And it's party night tonight, so you'll have to do the same again tomorrow. It is going to be party night on the boat. On the boat. Yes. You going to the party tonight? Yes, I am. Excellent. Yeah. Kenneth's going to the party. David's going to the party. No, you need one. We'll of be there. Those. Yes, the wristband. You got one of those? I do. In my pocket. In your pocket. Are oh, you going to sell it later? Yeah. I, I heard the resale value is high on those it, wristbands. It apparently Ooh, is very yes. resale value high. All right, so we're on a boat, ESPC party tonight, so there you go. You don't need any intro from me. You don't need any intro from Moraine. Let's reintroduce David, Simeon Cloud. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure to be back on. I'm David, one of the co-founders of Simeon Cloud, and we're sitting here enjoying ourselves at the ESPC in Amsterdam. Has Mate. it been good? Has, have, did you get any good leads already? It's been great so far. I, you know, Kenneth and I have been working together for years at this point, and on the computer, on Zoom, on Teams, without actually meeting in person. So it's been really great to meet a lot of my friends and clients and colleagues in the Netherlands. So that's really been the best thing about ESPC so far. And we've been meeting a lot of new people. Yep. So the booth, we have a great, beautiful purple booth here with CoreView. Purple View. Purple booth. It's named, now it's named as the Purple Booth. Yes, forever. the Purple what Booth. What did you do at ESPC? I sat at the Purple Booth. Exactly. And and it's been great meeting a lot of new people and we're right by one of the stages here so we're hearing a lot of interesting new information. A lot cool. of co-pilot but we're always learning though, aren't we? We never stop. Yeah. So that's cool. Certainly. All right, so MVP, MVP and MVP Kenneth, you're the odd one out, my friend. I am the odd one out. Yeah. I'm I'm surrounded by pros here, so I'm pros. the don't, don't flatter yourself out, uh, David. <laughs> <laughs> you know a little bit about uh, stuff as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so give us your elevator pitch then, Ken. Kenneth, yeah, uh, what are you up to? My name is Kenneth van Serksem. I'm, uh, I uh, call myself a modern workplace consultant uh, nowadays and actually help my, uh, customers implement Microsoft 365 solutions, uh, mainly on the device management uh, part. So uh, things like uh, uh, conditional access, Microsoft Intune, yep. and everything related uh, to that. Uh, and in that, um, in that role, I actually got to know David as well. Yeah. Cool. You enjoying the conference so far? I do. Yeah. Yep. It's in my home country. And uh, I didn't expect the conference to be this big with the amount of visitors. But uh, yeah, that's even a pleasant uh, surprise uh, then. Lots of uh, visitors, both coming from the Netherlands and from outside. So uh, good, uh, good atmosphere. Yeah, I like it. Is this your first uh, ESPC? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's my yeah. first ESPC. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do any Ignites or uh, any of the others? Yeah, I did other events, but uh, they were actually more, they are uh, usually more technical related in the area where I'm working in, uh, like device management, etc. And here it's more a mix eh, of uh, uh, other technologies as well, making it even more interesting for me as well. Yeah. yeah. And uh, do you stay at a hotel here or can you actually cycle into the conference actually, every day? Uh, I could cycle here, but I'm actually in the hotel. 
but that's more has to do with the fact that uh, there are some obligations in the evening as well. And obligations. Uh, yeah. That's a funny way of saying yeah. getting drunk with your mates, isn't yeah, it? Uh, it is. But it uh, is an obligation. It is. Uh, yeah. Staying in the hotel is a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. 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 And so you're, it's your first time coming to ESPC, and you're, you spoke here yesterday, yeah. and and ran a full tutorial on on Monday. No, I, I didn't do a, fu- uh, a full uh, tutorial on Monday, so I only uh, spoke yesterday uh, in a, in a session. Uh, how how were what was what was the tutorial about? Well, it, uh, my session was about uh, implementing Azure AD, or we should call it Microsoft Entra ID nowadays, uh, conditional access. Uh, and I actually uh, do a lot of implementations uh, at customers. Uh, and I also wrote a, a huge white paper on the topic, which I share with community, uh, of course. A huge white paper, so it was like three pages or four? I think it's uh, around 140 pages. Wow, yeah. man. Uh, sharing my best practices with customers and telling them that they can use that as a quick start to build their own environment. Uh, and that's the whole wow. idea, sharing and getting feedback, improving. Uh, Excellent. Kind of That's really good for the community. I like yeah. that a lot. I like that a lot. We needed you actually at the beginning of the week. Marin and I had a, a changeover at the weekend uh, where we kicked in some conditional uh, access only to disconnect all the corporate mobile devices at the same time. Yeah. So maybe we'll have a chat later and we can tell us what yeah. we did wrong. But yeah, so we had a bit of an yeah. emergency on we Monday. We had a little oopsie moment last yeah. weekend. Uh, yeah. well, uh, to, and it was when the CIO phoned me on Saturday and said, I can't get onto MS Teams on my mobile phone anymore. Yeah. Oops. That, that uh, uh, is actually one of the reasons which got me into f- doing a further deep dive into conditional access. The fact that when I started with it, I actually managed to get myself locked out as well. Yeah. And that for me was actually the reason to say, hey, this, is, this can be uh, challenging technology. I need to know everything about it. And that was my reason to start working with it. 140 yeah. pages later. Wow, yeah, that's indeed. cool. And still growing. So uh, there's a lot to tell about the subject. Nice, nice, nice. So how so do you see, like, let's, let's address the elephant in the room. How do you see Copilot addressing those best practices and, and problems that you encounter? Um, well, I, I think Copilot can help. We, we see a lot of, uh, especially when it comes to conditional access, um, uh, on that specific topic, people uh, are never certain whether they filled all the gaps. Right. Uh, and Microsoft provides ways to actually detect whether there are gaps in your conditional access. But I think Copilot can only help there. And making it more easy for people to start implementing conditional access. Uh, and uh, uh, define scenarios, uh, say, hey, in this scenario it will work, in that scenario it will not work. So uh, I think on that part, uh, Copilot will help as well. On the other hand, uh, as with any AI at the moment, the answers uh, that the Copilot will give will, of course, depend on the quality of your data, uh, how you ask the questions, etc. And that, that will I be actually a know a curve. really good white paper that's about 140 pages yeah. that we can use to we train can feed the AI that. on. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, we'll feed that into our data set, yeah. our model. That's one of the first things I'm going to do when it's available for me to use. Oh, really? Yeah. Why not? Is it Summarize difficult? my 140 yeah. pages yeah. down to yeah. three. No, that's a great idea. And that's what, you know, Simeon and I know Corview are also doing with our support is we're accumulating all support tickets, all of our documentation and articles and feeding it into an you know, a GPT or an AI model as the data set so people can self-service and support. But, you know, I do have a question about, so for you, I know a big topic around Copilot is licensing, how you need X hundred 
number of E5 licenses, which is very expensive to actually get a Copilot license. So yeah. what? How does that? You know, for you, if you wanted to use Copilot, how does? What does that look like? Well, that, that means for now that I'm not able to use it. Yeah, but uh, I do think that this is only temporary, yeah, because Microsoft is now uh, making it available for large companies. Uh, but uh, I, I think it's uh, because of the fact that they don't have the capacity to uh, already adopt uh, everyone. So there, there will be a point in time that also people like me or uh, any company can actually can buy, the, buy the yeah. technology. Uh, but uh, that can take uh, maybe a year or something. Uh, but I think they really need to scale up in their compute uh, in order to be able to facilitate uh, that. Yeah. So you guys have known each other for a while then, so what do you sit there and talk about on your Zoom calls and your Teams calls? And Are you asking questions to be able to understand what you're doing to be able to develop it into Simeon Cloud or getting some best practices? You know, What are the conversations you guys have? Yeah, uh, all of that, huh? because um, uh, I'm actually running uh, the product, so uh, I uh, ran into new situations, feature requests, etc. And I'm sharing that with David, who actually wants to know what the features should be that should uh, come next in the product. So yeah. it's, it's actually, uh, yeah, we uh, really help each other um, uh, by uh, me by sharing my experience with the product and David by actually making sure that uh, the product adopts it. So, uh, so, so David, what is like the number one feature request that Kenneth had that you incorporated into the product? I was actually a question. What is the one that he suggested where you went, oh yeah, why did we not do that? I'm trying to think. Maybe you'll be able to come up with it off the top of your head. Yeah, well, uh, I uh, tend to adopt new technology quite fast. So the, the, one of the things that um, uh, I ran into is uh, that new technology is not available yet. Uh, well, uh, give David a call and without, uh, within no time it's actually implemented uh, in there. There's, uh, yeah, we, I think, authentication strengths. Yeah. That yeah, was uh, in uh, for conditional access, the authentication strengths, which were probably still in preview. No, they are out of They're preview, out of preview. Now, yeah. So but that uh, that was one big one that yeah. we talked about more recently. Yeah. Well, they, uh, explain that, that sounds cool. Authentication strength. Yeah, um, so, so to explain that, uh, um, uh, within conditional access, we can actually say, well, uh, somebody needs to do MFA in order to get access to company yep. data. Uh, but uh, MFA uh, nowadays, uh, there are many choices. And some choices are less secure than other choices. For example, if you receive like an, uh, a code via SMS on your phone, that's not considered uh, secure enough anymore. No, it's not. That's and true. therefore, with authentication strengths, we can actually define a set of MFA methods which are allowed. And uh, that set can, uh, for example, be only MFA methods which support passwordless authentication. And then for certain logins, for example, when an admin wants to access the admin portals, we can say, yeah, we only allow that with MFA, but only these three MFA methods we support, making therefore the MFA experience even more secure. And that's something that Simeon Cloud provides or on yeah, top they, of? Yeah, they support that now uh, within the product. So um, uh, we can now have a conditional access policy with an authentication strength. Um, while in the past it was uh, MFA and uh, either MFA method would work. Okay. I actually just thought of, I'm looking at a list on my phone of, so there's two other things. So one, in our this is a little niche now, but we can talk about it for a moment. So one is the support ticketing system dashboard. Yeah. So you can sign in and see all your tickets. That's something we just actually made available. So oh, you can now really handy. do yeah. that. And Especially then, if, you, if you submit a lot of tickets, it would be a, it's nice yeah. to yes. know which tickets. Yeah. And then this one here, 
show only hidden configurations. Yeah. yeah. And you can see it's in testing. So this is yeah, something cool. that you and I were emailing about just a couple yeah. weeks ago. So yeah. Kenneth, you know, we've known each other probably over three years now, yeah. just working on online together. And you're one of the early Simeon users and have really seen things and been a critical part in yeah. Simeon's evolution. Yeah, I've seen the product uh, grow uh, rapidly uh, in the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah, and I will, I'll hint, for those listening that are interested in Simeon, I will hint at what we were talking about last night, Kenneth, which is what we call V-Next, the next version of Simeon, a major release that's coming into beta at the end of this year and then into general release early next year, which is infrastructure as code. So people are going to be able to manage their Azure infrastructure, such as uh, Azure Virtual Desktop, ARM Templates, Bicep, um, in Simeon with the user interface. So I think that's going to open up a lot more wow, cool. options. Yeah, that's really cool. Because yeah. there's a lot of those tools out there for AWS and that kind of stuff. A lot for Less AWS. For there's not to get too deep into this, but there is. Hey, we can get as deep as you like. We can always okay, put a, cool. We can always put an X rated on this one and say you need to be super intelligent super to understand deep. this one. <laughs> but there is Terraform. If you've heard yeah, of that by is, HashiCorp, yeah, yeah. Terraform, which is is an amazing tool, but obviously you need developers. You really do need a team managing that, and so our goal. It, as it's always been, has been to bring configuration as code, bring infrastructure as code to everyone with a user interface. Yeah, yeah, cool. So well, you're only doing that in Azure, or you're planning on doing it in So right clouds? now, our focus is Microsoft 365, and then we do a little bit of Azure, like resource groups and yeah. some basic things, and then um, early next year, we're going to be supporting all of Azure infrastructure. Nice. Is that, do you, do you, Kenneth, do work in Azure as well, or are you more Microsoft 365 uh, I, I, well, focused? I'm actually uh, doing a lot of uh, 365, but for example, being able to provision uh, Sentinel workspaces, uh, yeah, Azure analytics, Sentinel. Uh, everything security related would be the next step. But on the other hand, uh, uh, provisioning landing zones, uh, hub spoke models within Azure could be uh, something I'm willing to adopt as well. Yeah, because uh, many of that configuration is actually similar uh, for many customers. Yeah. So why not provide them with that baseline? And that's actually, yeah, so I'm really curious on what uh, that new functionality will bring. Yeah. Yeah, well, you'll definitely be one of our, I mean, you already are one of our beta yeah, preview users. Yeah, definitely so. uh, try it as well then. Yeah, yeah. excellent. So, have, so since you know the product so well, I mean, literally, it's the last few days we've been talking to David about the product and where it fits and where it fits in with CoreView. So do you, would you say it's a, a product that uh, a new end user or a, a new sort of uh, admin can get onto quickly and and bring it into play, or would you say, hey, just press the basic button and get started, or, you know, because I'm guessing you got, you don't, the last thing you want to do is to implement a new conditional access by mistake, you know, so you've got to, got to have some understanding of the product, yeah, I guess. Good point. Uh, I always say that, um, especially when it comes to automation, uh, it also gives, uh, uh, you have great responsibility, and uh, the last thing that you want to do is use automation to break stuff, and yep. it can easily be done, especially, uh, if you are using tools like Simeon Cloud to manage many tenants. So therefore, um, uh, using a tool uh, is of course essential uh, in order to, to make sure that you're not spending uh, time on things you, you don't want to spend time upon. Yep. But uh, besides that, you have to uh, have certain measures in place to make sure that not uh, a push of the button can, can destroy an environment of, the, of your customers. And that's only... Uh, that's only um, yeah, that's related to the way that you work with the tool. 
always. And that's still a, a responsibility uh, of the person working with. Tool. Of course. Yeah. So did, do you, would you suggest, and, and maybe David, you got some input into this, that a, a new admin taking on the tool, is there a, a path that you kind of say, hey guys, you need to do this training, or you need to understand this before you move forward, or, or in do terms you have of getting a, on, a hand, a hand holding session, or how does it work? Yeah, I mean, what the typical onboarding onto Simeon looks like is, first, if you're an MSP, establishing your baseline. So what do I want my best practices to be, right? What's my golden image for how other tenants are going to be configured? And that's really, I think, the first thing is establishing your baseline set of best practices. And so you're essentially just configuring one tenant to be your golden image, your standard. And then once you have that, obviously be getting trained on Simeon and, and how to use it and how to deploy changes with it. But once you have that baseline tenant configured as your best practice standard, you can start bringing your other tenants onto Simeon, comparing it to your baseline, and essentially reconciling the differences so that all of your tenants are the same and all of your tenants are in line with your baseline set of configurations. So it's basically establish those best practices and then start rolling those changes out to your tenants. And you can roll them out one at a time if you wanted to. One at a time or in bulk. And if someone is really weary about using Simeon, we have people like Kenneth and, you know, different user groups where people will chat about this as well. You know, and, and as with any tool, documentation is always key, right? And I look over at, at the, the board behind us because we have a lot of different buzzwords and terminology on it and data sheets over there. Yeah. And really, video and written documentation is key. Um, and even with that, people will always have questions. Yeah, of course. Well, it's mostly, and I hate to say this, but I think I can do it. Nobody's around it. You know, men don't like to read instructions. No. We like to just go click a few buttons and press a few buttons. Yeah. I can say it because Cass is not... I was going to say, what I've, what I've found is that not, most people don't like to read. So you could, myself included, all right, I'm learning a new tool... I ask support a question. They send me a huge piece of documentation. You read three lines. Yeah, I read oh, three I lines and try now. to figure I'm it out expert. myself. I've read three yeah. lines. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I do get that. Is there um, any kind of simulation stuff that you can that, that Simian Cloud looks at? Say, I want to enable this conditional access. So can you say if I apply it onto this tenant, this is the effect it will have. It will block like what some if. users. Yeah, the what if. Like so it's that. interesting because we were talking about this at dinner, this exact <laughs> thing at, at dinner last night at, on the other end of the table from, yeah. from you guys. And it's really hard to predict the impact on a tenant. Just And you made this point, Kenneth, I think, just because of how different tenants are configured. Yeah. What we do have is we provide a Simeon baseline out of the box. So out of the box, we provide best practice configurations and settings. And we do have, what does this do? A description, what does this do? Why should you use it? What is the end user impact? And so that last part, what is the end user impact? We do our best to describe, if you apply this change, this is what's going to happen. So the second answer though to your question is that, so no, but we have these two things. And so one is our documentation. And the second thing is our ability to have dev, test, and prod in Simeon. So a lot of people with Simeon, or without Simeon even, have a test environment. And that test environment currently is just random. It's totally different than production, right? It's just a, it's like a sandbox they play around in. Um, with Simeon, you can make it so test is the exact same as prod. 
right? So you can make it so your test environment's the exact same as prod. So when your testing changes and you want to see what if I apply this change, you can make it in your test environment, which is the same as prod, so you can really see how that change is going to impact your production tenant. And that's that's one of the main use no, cases like for, it's really powerful, and one of the main use cases for big companies. Yeah. No, I like changes. that a lot. I think, again, that will probably be one of the things that justify me going down this line if need be. Yeah. I mean, uh, simply because once you test something, you've already killed your test environment for any future testing. Indeed. So to be able to revert it back and to re-baseline it or... Indeed, So that's yeah. neat. So I, I knew that's where you were going because I spoke to Ian about it. But yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad that landed. But I guess with the likes of AI and, and obviously machine learning, that capability of being able to draw from, from the product and actually do that uh, in a kind of automated way is going to get exciting over the years. Agreed, agreed. And, and what... What we're starting to use AI for is like gener automatically generating descriptions for things. So we can say, oh, this policy does this. Here's a generated description explaining what it does in plain language. Also comparing things. So using AI, something else we were talking about last night is that, oh, these two items seem similar and making automatic suggestions about what you should do in your tenant. Nice. Which we might see with Copilot too. Yep. I think that is, that is pretty helpful. Like. I've already gone the first mile, already did a bunch of changes and setups. What am I still missing? What would be like the next five steps for me to take? Yeah, I think that, that is yeah, very, that's very ex valuable. exactly the issue that we are experiencing as well. Eh? Because um, uh, the tool can help to provision a new environment quite easily. Eh? So we can build new Microsoft 365 environments in half a day using Simeon Cloud. But in, uh, in reality, we migrate existing customers using the tooling. And that means that some phases, they, they need to be properly prepared. And therefore, having insights in the current environment of the customer is, is crucial to, de to determine what the impact of the change yeah. will be. And um, yeah, I, I hardly have customers telling me, hey, I just bought a new tenant yesterday. Can you please provision it for me? It's all, uh, almost in any case, can you transform our existing environment into yeah. a more secure modern workplace environment? So. Yeah. So how how do you how do you take on that process? Do you do like a workshop, like where you are now, a little audit where you now yeah. a workshop on where do you want to go in the future, and then yeah. write down that delta? Exactly. It, it starts with uh, doing actually a measurement of where they are now uh, using the Simeon Cloud tooling. We can actually. Uh, ingest the environment and know where we are. And based on especially uh, experience from the past, uh, we can easily determine a migration path. Eh? So I think that 80% of the work which needs to be done can be uh, is, is templated to say so. And each company is different. So that's in the 20%. But uh, there are some, some steps you can take in a controlled approach to migrate companies to a new way of working and more security. But yeah, implementing security in companies is always hard because in most cases you actually take away functionality from end users. Of course. Yeah. Yes, we did a few episodes about that, about the, the fine balance between usability and security. Indeed, yeah, and uh, it's good that you mentioned because uh, even though I'm a security guy, I still think that a good security is a proper balance between usability and security yeah. because uh, the most secure device is a device on which you cannot log on. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Indeed. And uh, yeah. uh, we need to find an, uh, a proper balance between usability, uh, security, and also uh, not to forget manageability of the device as well. 
Uh, so I, I don't like to implement very complex solutions because you cannot manage it. That's no, true. Makes sense. Yeah. Now we have the same thing about a lot of our stuff just over and above the ID. You know, yes, you want to be able to do this security and that security and itemize this and, and do that. Remember, every change is another 60% of management time documentation you need to do. Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, I always tell, my, tell my customers, whatever. well, what if we do it a little bit better than the neighbor? Then we know for sure that if something happens, they actually get the neighbor who is less secure yeah. compared to how you are performing at the moment. That is true. Yeah. Very, very true. All right, that's pretty cool. So we know what's next. It's coming out next year. How often do you release VNext major upgrades? How often? So the major yeah. upgrades come, I would say, once or twice a year. Okay. We do big releases, and then our typical release cycle is once a week, every Wednesday. So we send you know, weekly release notes pretty much outlining everything. We, you know, our motto at Simeon is to be as transparent as possible. So we show all the bugs, all the fix. At the bottom of the email, we say, all right, we fixed five bugs this week and yeah. we released five enhancements to make things faster. So yeah. you know, um, I think some companies tend to bury their, those fixes, but we send our release notes weekly, highlighting new features and saying everything that we did that week. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, maybe a remark I need to make there in, in favor of David is that uh, Microsoft tends to uh, change things a lot. Uh, and uh, those guys have to keep up with all the changes that Microsoft is doing. Yeah. Uh, it's and exhausting. And that can yeah. be quite exhausting. So, uh, uh, and uh, the, the, extra, the, the, the speed that they are uh, bringing that functionality is quite impressive. Uh, because it's not something you can do anymore as a consultant uh, with your own PowerShell scripts or anything else. It's not doable anymore. I, I appreciate that, Kenneth. Yeah. Thank you. Because our team works very hard. We're tuned into the RSS feeds, email, Twitter. We talk to the product managers. And even with all that information, you know Microsoft does not yeah. tell us that about a lot of the changes. Indeed. I think we all know. That we do, Oh, yes. yeah. We sign in yeah. and something's gone or the portal yeah, has yeah. changed. So, so as MVPs, we sometimes know about things that are going to change. Yeah. Then there are some things that are on the roadmap that we know, but so many times we get just surprised about, oh, yeah. this button was not here before. No, and, yeah. and, and what we see, if, uh, of course, is Microsoft is rolling out new functionality. It's not like it's uh, one snip of a finger and it's in every tenant. They do a gradual rollout. That as well. So, Don't uh, start him on that subject, yeah. for goodness sake. We'll be here for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for example, when working with baseline tenants, like within Simeon, it could be that my customers receive updates earlier than my baseline tenants. So th there will, will always be challenges on that part. Yeah, that's true. Which is good for us consultants, of course. right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see my work. Uh, I, I see my work change, but the work will not be less. No, no, no. It no. never is. Never is. Trust me, grey beard. Yeah. It never, ever, ever gets easier. <laughs> you just about get something cracked and you work out, understand it, and then. And then there's something new. Yeah, yeah they change yeah, it. Or no, more no, they change. It. To be fair, it's not just a change for the sake of it, it's either. You know, like new teams. Yeah, we know when new teams came out, there was a bunch of stuff missing, and you know they're going to rebuild it, and it's going to be yeah. better, and, well, and yeah, that cycle is not new. We spoke about this yesterday. I still have the old teams. Yeah. So do I get the go-ahead from all? I've resisted because I need my teams to work, obviously. So are you all on the new teams? There, and there are three MVPs telling you that it's okay is it to okay? switch it over to the new okay teams. To use all right. All right. Yeah. I'm, after this, after we wrap up here, I'm going to take my laptop out of my bag over there, and then we'll 
we'll have a, a toggle party t turning it on. Toggle party. You said yes. it was okay. Remember that. You yes. said it was okay. So yeah, I, yeah. I can call you with any issues that I have. Issue management, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> or are you going to redirect me to your support desk? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Look, we're down to the last question for to finish off this podcast. So what is it going to be? How long have you been an MVP and how did that change the trajectory? trajectory, blah, 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 trajectory of your yeah. Uh, career? Yeah, uh, good question. Um, I've been uh, an MVP uh, multiple times, starting in around 2010 uh, when I was an, a setup and deployment MVP. And that was actually related to everything uh, with uh, mass rollout of workplaces uh, and services, etc. Uh, I later actually transformed uh, into a role of a cloud and data center MVP because I was still doing the on-premises stuff. Uh, and now that actually changed into two categories, uh, the enterprise mobility, yeah, like uh, everything related to Intune, and I'm also a security MVP, because those two uh, topics are actually highly related uh, yeah. to each other. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, in my uh, role, I, I've seen, uh, I, yeah, I come from a traditional on-premises guy, infrastructure uh, background, uh, but now uh, I'm only doing cloud-related stuff. Yeah, and the MVP program helps me, uh, especially by mingling with uh, like-minded like uh, folks, uh, talking about uh, our challenges, uh, doing stuff like that. Yeah, and it's what I love. And yeah. I love to share my knowledge with uh, by speaking at events like this. Yeah, and writing 140 pages yeah, of uh, documentation. Like and keeping it up to date, yeah. Do you monitor who reads it from beginning to end? I uh, hope no one. <laughs> no, but it, sh it should right. be a reference. Eh? Yeah. It is not like a novel or something else. It should be a reference. And it's, it's actually, a, I started doing that by just bundling all my blog posts into a oh, nice. one easy to read yeah. reference. Cool. Yeah. That's a good idea. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Anything from you, David, before we go away? I think that's all from me. I want to thank you guys for having me and Kenneth here. And uh, I think we'll continue on to have a, a great rest of our ESPC. Cool. All right, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, guys. <laughs>